teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. Today's interview is with one of our members, Nicole McKenzie. Nicole is a violin teacher who lives in Southern California. She has recently been working on her marketing skills using Facebook and also by updating her website. I've really, really loved watching Nicole embrace technology, embrace all of the changes that come with online teaching. She's been even creating videos for her YouTube channel and she uses Facebook to share videos with her students. Before diving into our interview, I wanted to remind you that you can join TMO today and get instant access to all of the tools that you need to successfully grow your online music studio. And so you know, it does not matter if you are really comfortable teaching online already, you've been doing it for over a year now, or if you are starting from scratch. With more than 100 sequential video lessons, you'll have exactly what you need no matter where you are on that journey. A big part of this membership is our monthly coaching sessions, as well as our performance events. There is just so much here to participate in and use to have growth and success for your business. So come and join us. To get more information, you can just go to the website, which is teachmusic.online forward slash invited. Okay, let's jump into today's interview with Nicole McKenzie. All right, Nicole, welcome. It's so good to have you here with me today. Thanks for taking a few minutes for this interview. Thanks for having me. Pre-COVID-19, I'd love to hear what was your experience with online teaching? Had you had had you ever taught an online lesson or was it all completely new with COVID? How did you hear about Teach Music Online? I attended the Tonara Music Teachers event like an online conference yeah. and I, and I was in one of your groups or I don't remember. I think it was the time management class. It, it could have been that I can't remember what, what it was, but I was, um, I do remember that you looked at my website and I was really embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just really liked the way that you, um, communicated with me you were not um you weren't negative like you weren't like um oh yeah this website's bad it was like you know don't worry there's you can totally fix this it's not going to be a big deal and this is what you can do right now that will make it much better and it's simple and it doesn't take a long time so I was like oh she's got some really good ideas um, and then I think I got onto your mailing list or I went to your website and there was, oh, that was what it was. I went to your website and you had some kind of little free mini course. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I was like, okay, yeah, these are really good ideas and I can see how they're going to work. So that's why I signed up. Awesome. I had forgotten that I looked, I think I looked at your website during the, that we had like a marketing session with um, another teacher and teachers put their websites in and I had a look at your website. I remember that now. Nicole, tell us about the benefits that you've seen for your students for online lessons since you've made this switch over. Well, um, I have, um, started exploring more multimedia instruction. So I think that before I was thinking of online as 
trying to be as close to in person as possible. And now I think more in terms of what benefits can I get from online that are different than what you would have in person. So um, using other videos that are already online that I can just switch over to that screen and show um, that's something that is like better in a different way. So mm -hmm. that I would say is the main thing in terms of, of making online lessons appealing to the students. It's you, you've really shifted. You've shifted from maybe a mindset of, oh, I can't do this or I can't do this, but you're now thinking, but I can share this video that I made, which you've been making a lot of videos on YouTube. How's that going? Yeah, I have. Um, it, you know, <laughs> I spied on your of... YouTube channel yesterday. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, the first video is the hardest to make um, because it, as a performer, you have a mindset about recording where a recording since you can stop and start over and since you can edit it it has to be perfect um and so with the way things are changing now with youtube um i'm just making a video and on the video i'll say oh, oops and then i'll just keep going and i'll put that video out and then there it is. It's just like a lesson. Um, and then I can use that again for another student. So maybe I'm teaching a new piece to somebody and I have in the, in the lesson, I would do something like I play and then you play after me. And then maybe I'll sing the finger numbers or the bow direction and you sing after me. Um, and those kinds of things, I can do that on a video and then um, the student can repeat it as many times as they need from the video and it's more efficient. It's I always there. <laughs> I think all musicians love efficiency. So. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you've realized that for yourself, that you kind of went through this moment of, should I perfect this or should I just share it? And you're exactly right. The intent of those videos or the intention of them for them is to help your student with vibrato or with this one part of one song. And you're still accomplishing that. You aren't trying to be a violinist, a YouTube violinist. Maybe some, maybe you will get there. Maybe that's on next on your list. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not interested in being a YouTube anything, in fact. <laughs> But it's a great it's a great opportunity to, like you said, capture what you teach and then reuse it for multiple students. When I started traveling and teaching, that's actually was the original idea that I had. I thought if I can record myself teaching all of these songs in a video, I can use those when I'm on the road and I don't have access to an instrument like I usually do. And I kind of ran with it and recorded dozens of books and was able to use those when we were on the road and just share my screen and share my audio so they could watch me play and teach a song. And then I would pop back over to my camera and say, okay, let's go through this together, you know, with your piano on your end. And it is just a different approach to teaching. And there's, it opens up, I think also a, a whole new um, area that is kind of untapped when you're a traditional teacher. 
Yeah, I'm actually, that's on my list is to um, <laughs> use those during the lesson and not feel guilty because it's like, oh yeah, I'm working, I'm working hard. Like that's just my mindset is I have to be working, working, working. And, um, and um, putting a video on of myself teaching is just as good as having myself teaching again and again and again, the same thing. So, um, so that is on my list of, of things to do is to incorporate those. <laughs> what, other, what other technology have you been using that since, you know, since you've joined the program that you've learned about, are there any apps or business automation software that you've, that you've found helpful? I am using uh, my music staff. So that has been helpful for me to organize the billing and um, yeah, stuff that I don't like to deal with and that I've been doing manually. So that's, that's been useful. Um, I like that it will send out invoices automatically and then I don't have to be like, so much time. Yeah. Um, apps. I'm, let's see, I'm kind of still exploring the apps. I have. Do you uh, use Tonara? I think you've mentioned you use Tonara. Oh, I used Tonara before. That was like the first thing that I started using. Um, and I was using that for in-person lessons. So I'm still using Tonara. I use it a lot. I mean, I use it every lesson. I really like it. Um, oh, you recently lessons. said, sorry, I just remembered you mentioned you have a student who made a goal to hit, is it a thousand points this year or this month? What's their goal? Yeah, it was a hundred thousand, right? Wasn't it a hundred thousand? It was so much. I'm just trying, cause I, I'm trying to do the math cause I think it's like one point is one second of practice or something that's really hard to calculate. And I'm not like a mathy person, <laughs> but she made this huge goal for herself cause she just started in January. Um, wow. And she did it. And then she told me after she did it. And I was she, like, she reached her goal. She reached her goal. That's yeah, she, was, she wanted to do it before summer vacation. So the last week of lessons before she got out of school, she told me that she had reached this goal. <laughs> oh, I love that. So I would love to hear what's next on your list. What are some things that you are hoping to work on this summer as you prepare for fall? What's kind of your vision moving forward? So I have, well, like I said, I want to incorporate more of those videos that I've made and watch them during the lesson so that I can have little breaks in my working. <laughs> um, and then I wanna increase my um, studio size. And I definitely want to uh, get some students who are in different time zones so that I can fill in those school hour parts of my day so that I can have a more substantial teaching load and take the pressure off of my um, gigging load because I, I love playing and I love performing and working on music. Um, but I don't like having to fight for every dollar and um, having to defend my 
professional standing in my community as a performing musician um, when they can just get an amateur to come play for fun and um, not pay them. And then that's who I'm competing against and having to try to convince people of the validity of my profession. Um, I don't want to have that be like a big part of my job. So I would rather yeah. have, um, you know, a really full studio and then play with the people I choose to play with. And then if somebody has a wedding and it's at a place that I want to play and it's with people I want to play with, then I say yes. And if somebody wants me to play um, at their cafe, but they don't can't afford to hire live musicians and I really want to go, then I'll do it. And I won't feel like I'm letting down all of my fellow professional musicians <laughs> by not making their be like a living wage to the yeah. performing side. So that's my goal. <laughs> you are getting there. You, I've, I've just, I've said this, but I've been so impressed with your motivation to work through the course, to attend our events, to apply the marketing strategy. And it's one step at a time. It, it is one change, one um, addition, tech as it comes, and the messaging. I mean, you're running a business and that it, it doesn't, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't just change overnight completely, usually. Um, but we can all see in the community that you are making those changes. You use those Sunday goal setting to set your goals for the week and you share your wins on Fridays. It's really, it's a great um, community where we can see that. I actually wanted to ask if you'd be willing to share um, your thoughts on the community or the community events because you attend them frequently. Yeah, um, I I need accountability. So having that pop up like Friday wins, oh my gosh, what have I done this week? And sometimes it's like, well, the day's not over. And then I do whatever the things were. And then I post, hey, I did this. And sometimes thinking back over my week and it's going, I did do stuff. I don't think that I did stuff, but I did. And like, what were my goals on last Sunday? I did those things. And to be, then I can, ugh. and then, it, you know, it's a health thing. It's good for your health to be, to, uh, to pat yourself on the back your accomplishments and to not feel like, Oh, I never get anything done. And they, I'm always treading water. Um, so it's, it, I like the accountability of, of those check-ins, um, and the rhythm of the week so that, you know, like that's coming. So if I have told my, put on my calendar that I'm going to do business at this time on this day, um, there's going to be a check-in where I can, you know, I'm going to be held accountable for that. So that I like. Um, and then kind of the events are kind of the same thing. It's where there's a community there and um, you are checking in with other people who are going through the same thing that you're going through, going through the same steps. Um, by the way, the steps are just everything. I mean, having it 
in order like that, where you go through one step and you watch a video, a manageably short video that I've watched, like I took my mom out of town to get her vaccine. I mean, it was in county, but it was out of town. And, um, and I wasn't allowed to go near the area. So I sat um, under a tree and I watched like three videos and, um, and just got real work done because it's not just like motivational. I've done other courses. It's not motivational. It's not about like um, getting over yourself or your um, emotional hurdles to do the job. It's just step-by-step -step instructions on what to do to improve your studio. So that is, I would say that's unique. There are a lot of courses out there right now. And, um, and I would say what's special about your class is that it is step-by-step -step to make real changes in your in your studio in your um your image your branding and all of those types of marketing things that i never studied um and how to um make changes to your lessons to make them more effective online and um and things to promote your business in a way that feels good because when you when i went through the facebook promotion steps, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do, I have to sell myself and I have to go out there and I'm, and okay, I'm going to do this and I can see why this is going to work. So I'll just do it. And then like I put something, one of my students accomplishments on and I tagged the student's mom and that mom was so proud and so excited that her student was featured on my page. And I it worked. just... It was, it didn't just work. It was like that I thought I was doing it for myself to grow my business, but it was a benefit to my student. It was such a win-win. So that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing all of that. That just, it makes me so happy to hear that, you know, the receiver of these steps finds it working because I, you know, of course I hope it does. And, and as I compile them, I try to think so hard, what makes sense? You know, what is logical here? What, it, what is going to save you the most time? Templates, videos, little check boxes, because I know we're so busy. You, you don't have time, extra hours in the day to spend figuring things out. And that's the whole entire goal of TMO is, right not just mindset that's kind of in the beginning like yes get into a clear mindset but then let's go and let's work on your logo which by the way i love your logo the one you ended up with thank you, <laughs> thank you. i really did I, I came up with the concept and i made a sketch and i sent it to the person at fiverr because i tried to make my sketch look professional and i couldn't do it and so i just sent my sketch in and they they tweaked it a little bit. It's so pretty. It's so pretty and it really fits your personality, I think. Like you are so cute and fun, but you're also a professional and you 
have your degrees and you you are the real deal, you know? So it's not just like this cutesy thing, but it, it looks really, really nice. Okay, I just have yeah. one more question for you. Um, okay. I wanna ask what motivates you to work so hard and to continue teaching? What, why, why do you keep doing it, I guess? Like what is the motivating factor for your career in, in teaching? That's so, it's just like, I would say any musician would be like, why do I do this? <laughs> because it's really hard work. I mean, well, I guess what motivates me, I would say that it's one of those long goals. When I first left college, when I first fin finished my, my bachelor's program, I spent a year, um, I moved to San Francisco because I was like, I can do anything and go anywhere. I love this city. <laughs> so I moved there and I couldn't practice in my apartment because I had close neighbors who were angry and I couldn't teach because where am I going to go? And I got a job doing um, data entry and filing. And it was so easy. <laughs> so when you do really easy work, it's like, whoa, this is easy. I'm getting paid to do something easy. And then it's like one week later, I was going to just die. I was so bored. Like, I don't want to do easy stuff. That's just so boring. It gets boring so fast. So teaching for me is not easy but when you do something that's not easy and that doesn't have one way one right answer and every student is different every student needs me to teach them differently so that's the puzzle and that's like it's like a, a game you have to find the right path and um and it's changing all the time so that is what i like about teaching I like that you have a struggle. It's just like music. You have a, you have a tension and then it resolves and it's the best because um, when you are teaching and you have a student who can't do something and even the harder it is for them to do it, the bigger the amount of joy when they accomplish it and they come in and they've mastered it. They come in, they're playing in tune, you know? And it was like, even some of those things that are so gradual, it's like, you know, you, you two years later or something, you're like, hey, you used to play like this, like leaning away from your, when did that change? And they're like, yeah, I used to do that. I don't know when it changed. And it's just gradual, but it's like, Oh, and that's like one of those gentle, like resolutions, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but then you have really dramatic ones too, where it's like, they come in and they're, and, and they're playing something poorly and you get to the root of the problem. And before they leave, they have like this masterful playing and it sounds like a, you know, a professional violinist and, um, and it just makes you feel so good. They feel so good. You 
bonding with them over these good feelings. Um, so that's it. And and not only that, like I'm just gonna go on and on if you don't mind. And you can no, cut. I don't mind. I, I love it. I love hearing this. <laughs> um, I feel like some of my students um have major like therapy sessions in their lesson where they're having something in their life and it's going into their playing. And when we work on something in their playing, it's like this big philosophical thing happens. And and it's like you, you find out things about things that are holding them back in their whole life and things that you can tell them for their whole life how to solve problems, long-term goals, um, taking a risk, these kinds of things that they work through on their violin. And you know that this is something that changes their whole, their whole quality of life for the rest of their life. So those are like the big things. This is why, this is why I like to teach. Well, I hope you get 40 more students because they all need you. You're amazing. You, I love, I love that philo- the, all of the things you shared, your, your overall philosophy of you're doing it to make a difference. You, you're doing it, you know, for the struggle. That's the enjoyment. But you're also doing it because you have love to share and to give. And you've recognized it's not just the skill of playing violin. Like, that is a great accomplishment, you know, to get that 100,000 points on Tanara, great accomplishment. But let's talk about life now. <laughs> and let's talk about, you know, the, the, the things that teenagers go through and that kids go through. And adults, as adults, we go through so much. And to have a mentor that you actually see every week, one-on-one, is so rare. I mean, I don't have that anymore. You know, I don't take lessons one-on-one anymore, and it's so beneficial. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Nicole, so much. <laughs> you are adorable. I just, I, it's so fun to just hear you, you know, kind of just go on about your love for teaching and about the course. It's such a joy having you in the course. I can't wait to continue watching you thrive. <laughs> Thank you so much, and you're adorable yourself. (laughs) Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.